1: and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling. As a colonel in the Marine Corps Reserves with numerous combat deployments, Richard Mendelow has walked dangerous ground in peacetime and in war. Join us for the next 30 minutes as he and his guests shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for courageous Christianity. And here's your host, Richard Mendelow.
0: Friends, welcome and thank you for joining us today. We are continuing our series on courageous faith. As always, I'm joined by Christy Stratton, my wonderful wingman, who is going to lead us in our first discussion of our biblical heroes.
2: Hello, everyone. I'm excited about this. I know. Wow.
0: (laughs) Friends, there are many courageous men and women in the Bible, and over the next few weeks, we'll talk about a few of them. They're heroes of faith, and we believe this conversation is tremendously important because we need heroes. Heroes teach us about our potential, they teach us to dream and to strive, and last week we said that God within us is the essence of heroism. I thought to myself that as we come out of the muck and mire and we reach for him, heroes are the strongholds that we use as we climb toward heaven. So perhaps we love heroes because they help us to see ourselves in the best possible light, As they confront hardship, resist the enemy, and take action for the good of others, they show us who we can be. And perhaps this is why the media and the Marxist looters of American virtue want to tear down heroic people and monuments to heroic people, because they're so important. At a time when we're expected to be like sheep, persecuted and compliant, heroes call us to action, and biblical heroes call us to action in the name of God. So if the enemy wants us to see ourselves as sheep, abandoned, victimized, helpless, and harmless, we're going to talk about heroes, our commonalities with them, and the power that we have by faith to overcome all manner of evil. And we're going to start our series by looking at Ruth and the heroism she demonstrated by her loyalty, her resolve, and her obedience. In Ruth, we're going to look at the heart of a hero. You know, I always say it's about heart. And I can't think of anyone better to lead that discussion than Christy, because she's all heart. And so I hope you'll stay with us. Before we begin today's conversation, I must remind you that as a colonel still serving in the Marine Corps Reserves, I have to preface my comments by saying that these are my personal views, and they do not necessarily represent the Department of Defense or the Department of the Navy. Please pray with us. Heavenly Father, as we talk about men and women of courageous faith We ask you to reveal in each of our lives the opportunity we have for great contributions in your kingdom. As each of them was brought to a decision point, may we also see the decisive points in our lives, not shying away from hardship, but stepping forward in the certainty of your love. As we look at figures from the Bible and we talk about the risks they took in times of trial and terror, help us, O Lord, to see ourselves. Help us to look at your warriors who stood against evil or who endured hardship by faith that we may be renewed in our faith and encouraged to action in these present trying times. In every challenge, may we shine a courageous light in the darkness and may our struggles refine us and glorify your holy name. And it is in Jesus' mighty name that we pray. Amen. Amen. So Christy, big day. We're talking about Ruth.
2: Yes, we are.
0: Tell us about that.
2: So, Ruth, you know, it's interesting. Um, the book of Ruth is in kind of, right, well, it's right after Judges, and it's it's in a time um, in which, uh, you know, the world was kind of doing their own thing, <laughs> not right. unlike today. Not, you know, kind of walked away from um, the Lord and, and um, you know, in many ways lost. And this story just comes in just like God does. So perfectly timed uh, to, as you said, to show us heart and to show us a person in the Bible um, who really uh, is a, completely exemplifies the courageous Christianity. And how does she do that? So, just a quick little story about Ruth. So if the listeners don't, don't know that story, um, uh, she was in Moab. She's a Moabite. And uh, she was with her mother-in-law after her, her mother-in-law's husband had died. She had married into the family, so to speak, (laughs) or, or did. And her husband had died. Her sister-in-law's husband had died. So you have these three women and they were actually in Moab because there were there was famine back in their their home country Bethlehem and they they go on this journey back to Bethlehem and in this journey back to Bethlehem there's kind of this moment of like a quick change of mind by Naomi their mother-in-law I was like wait girls go back to your home country it's going to be safer there back in that day they uh, women not not unlike today, but need to be protected. And as widows, there would be more chance that they would be taken care yeah, of. There's a lot be... in
0: the Bible about protecting widows and orphans. Absolutely. So it there must have are, been hard.
2: It, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's the picture you need to get. It was hard. They had come from famine. Now there's this possibility that they're not going to have protection and food and care and all that. So they're going to go. But they got word that Naomi got word that they that that was back in bedlamps so they're back there she has this change of heart and she's like no girls go back and what ruth did which could be a little bit more you know she she took the risky choice staying staying safe she could have gone back to moab with her sister-in-law her sister-in-law um orpa i'm not oprah Orpa decides to. So she go didn't back. have a TV show. She didn't have a TV okay. show. No, let's get that straight. That's right? an important point. It's an important point. Um, yeah, it, it actually is. It, we'll talk about that in a moment. But what she did was what was the next right thing to do. Was Ruth decided to stay with her mother-in-law, and and follow her, and in fact, one of the most important um, scriptures in there in that story is chapter one, one verse 16. It's kind of the cornerstone of this story where you go. I will go where you stay. I will stay. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God where you die. I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me. Be it ever so severely. If even death separates you and me.
0: Okay. So just to make sure I'm understanding, they're on their way to Bethlehem. The three women, Naomi says, no, this isn't going to be good for you. These aren't your people. You go back to Moab. Orpa, who doesn't have a TV show, right. goes back. And Ruth says, no, I don't know what's going on. There's a lot of strange stuff. But what I know is right to do is to stay with you. And nothing will separate me from you. I'm going to stay with you in all things. And so that's a heroic decision.
2: Yeah, it's it's the heroic decision is the next right thing which we may not think is a heroic decision because it's it's the the riskier path but the right path.
0: Okay, so they go to Bethlehem and then the next issue is the famine.
2: Right. The f- and so now they food. have food and so Ruth goes out to get food and what she does is a thing called glean which is essentially going and getting the leftovers from the harvested fields and so she goes out there she goes to the fields and she uh, she she gleans this food for her mother-in-law and herself she goes back and in they they realize that the man who owns the land is a so-called kind of family member um and naoma realizes this, this and she realizes that she can find what's called a guardian redeemer in Boaz. But the key point in that is Ruth going and gleaning the land. She she was a hard worker. She was uh, kind in what she did. And she was noticed by Boaz. And as a result...
0: Boaz just saw her working hard to glean. To exactly.
2: Humble and, and kind. And he said to the
0: guys, hey, make sure she has extra.
2: Yeah. And so he blessed her. He kind of so-called paved the way for her to to be blessed herself and as the story goes on what what you find is that as she continues to have conversations with naomi uh, naomi guides her this is your uh, guardian redeemer you need to go uh, lay at uh, the on the threshing floor at his feet uh, to signify that he could be your guardian redeemer we go back to the widows and taking care of because of the family relation Boaz could, in fact, be his her protector, so to speak. Boaz does what's right, because there's actually another man who is more uh, so in line to be the guardian redeemer. And so he goes and talks to this guardian redeemer, kind of gives him first right of refusal. And because of some intricacies, he realizes that he would lose his inheritance if he becomes Ruth's guardian redeemer, which, in fact, would then take her in and be his, be her husband as well.
0: And so there's amazing nuance in this story. So oh, yes. For, I've already heard a couple of things. For example, as you know, I'm a Jew who believes in Jesus. And so I consider myself your Old Testament representative. Right. And so in the Old Testament, there was a mechanism for people who had nothing. It wasn't a check that was delivered to your house. Right. Uh, people were given the opportunity to forage. And so Old Testament... Uh, guidance says, don't uh, harvest the outer 10% of your fields so that people who need can come and get. And uh, in there, we can hear tithe. We can hear
2: oh, absolutely. Uh, That's an, a good an point.
0: extra 10%. Right. So Boaz is doing what's uh, scripturally right. right. He's the redeemer. He uh, takes the opportunity to ensure that he looks after Ruth, and Ruth and Boaz end up
2: they end up married. That's a great story. It's a happy ending. But here's the key point why I share it. I I call her kind of a diamond in the rubble, um, not a diamond in the rough. But I say rubble because of the famine and the land and mo going back and forth and the death stuff and the loss hard. and stuff was hard. But she did what was right and she shined right. And Boaz saw her and and here's the best point. I just almost get chills when I talk about it. She didn't know that we would be sitting here today talking about her this many years later. Right. She didn't choose to do that next right thing because she was like, Oh, I'm going to be, you know, Richard and Christy are going to be talking about me. (laughs) (laughs) She did the next right thing because it was the next right thing to do. She was honoring her mother. She was eliciting the, basically the fruits of the spirit. She was noticed. And by her small actions, of respect of honor of these fruits of the spirit. She ended up forwarding the lineage lineage of Jesus Christ. And think about that blessing. And amazing because
0: they gave birth to Obed and Obed Obed gave birth to Jesse. And as we know, Jesse was the father of King David. He was his youngest son. And we know Jesus was descended from King David. Yeah. So uh, amazing story. And you know, I always listen to things as a Marine. And what I heard in there (laughs) is something I think we talked about a long time ago, but I said it to my team before we went to Afghanistan on my first combat deployment to Afghanistan. Brilliance in the basics. Absolutely. When everything is falling apart around you. Just do the basics. And so in Ruth, what's interesting to me is whether in the desert, it's all dusty, everybody's thirsty, and Naomi says, go home, and she just says, brilliance in the basics, the next right thing to do, just right here, this thing that I can do is be loyal. Right. And so she just constantly does the next right thing basics so as we look at what's going on around us in this world and how crazy stuff is uh media lying elections all of this looting rioting it's the rubble you talked about where things are falling apart a little bit or they seem so right and so brilliance in the basics just do the next right thing. And it's not what you think is the next right thing. It's what God says is the next Absolute, right that's thing. Absolutely, It's a
2: huge distinction. And then doing that next right thing without the mindset of, oh, this is going to get me visibility on social media or somebody's right. going to think I'm some superhero. These are heroes of faith, but they, I, I can guarantee you that Ruth wasn't sitting there going I'm going to be a hero because I'm doing the next right thing. She was just doing the next right thing. I can't, I want to keep driving that point home yeah. because that small thing has such ripple effects.
0: It's self-sacrifice by self-aggrandizement. And the distinction is what we talked about last week when we said it's about being a hero, not a celebrity. Right. So a hero is self-sacrificing to lift up others. And a celebrity is self-aggrandizing and to lift often up at the expense of others. Yes. True. So that's uh, absolutely brilliant. And there's so much in there because by just doing the next right thing, our savior. Right. Was born hundreds of years later.
2: Right. And, and, you know, I think that the thing I want listeners to hear is that when they do the next right thing, um, they can be assured that God will in fact use bad for good. He works all things together for good. And, and what you see, and even when you read the commentaries about this book, that that's what this story is all about, that God uses the imperfect. She was a Moabite woman. She was widowed. She was maybe starving. And, and he used her to extend the lineage and bring the Messiah to our world. I mean, it's, it's just such a beautiful picture and he can work. He can bring us out of the rubble.
0: Yeah. Amazing. So the only perfect hero in the Bible, right. speaking of the Messiah was yeah. Jesus Christ. Absolutely. The rest of us are obviously a mess. And if we're you're the out rubble. there, we're in the rubble. And if you're out there thinking you're a bigger mess than anybody else, Hey, we're all messy. Mm-hmm. And the fact that God takes such beautiful time with his messy little creatures and, and loves them so much uh, is just amazing and he does it by heroes and it explains a lot why our society does its best to tear down heroes people who are self-sacrificing and show us brilliance in the basics for the greater good and in their place they try and stand up celebrities right? and they're trying to say hey look at this this is what God says it's, it's kind of like in Star Wars where the guy does the whole wiggly hand thing and he says these are not the droids you're looking for Hmm. Well, it's not about the celebrity. It's about these heroes who do the next right thing, though imperfect, they give all they have and God blesses that and he will see it's blessed. And in his name, we will be made righteous.
2: Yeah. So I encourage everybody to read this story and, and really take time with it. and Know that when you're wondering what that next right thing to do is, it's that which will elicit the fruits of the spirit.
0: That's very well put. And it's about what God says is the next right thing. So when we talked about last week, right makes might, and Christie says, what does that mean exactly? And we talked about Abraham Lincoln uh, quote when he said, um, be uh, careful to place your feet in what is right and stand firm. And so we wonder what is right. And when uh, the bullets are flying and it's all dusty and confusing and lies are being told, And we wonder what the next right thing is. It's what God says is right. And that's why we go back to our Bible and we pray and we ask him for clarity and we ask him for understanding. And he will speak to us and we will do the next right thing.
2: And we will. He will. Absolutely.
0: Well, that's the truth. And that brings us to the moment of truth. Because in every show we have a moment of truth where we look at scripture, which informs our discussion and we do this to remind ourselves that God's word is our first refuge and that it is always relevant and that it never fails. And today our scripture is from Galatians chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. And it says, And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap, if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone. The story of Ruth is about the heart of faith it's about sowing courageous seeds of righteousness and reaping God's blessings as he works out his amazing plans through us because just imagine that our savior came from Ruth doing the next right thing Boaz doing the next right thing and it's just amazing and even more amazing is that the story of Ruth is between judges and first Samuel mm-hmm. two tremendously important books telling the absolute history of Israel And so right in the middle of that, you have this little story. Right. And it must tell us how important God thinks Ruth is.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And how important he thinks heart is and doing the next right thing is. So as we think about this, a couple of things come to my mind. Regardless of our struggles, we must walk them out in faith and kindness and courage because the stakes are very high. For example, Boaz descended from Rahab the prostitute, who honored God when Israel entered the Promised Land. You remember, while her countrymen were melting in fear, she hid the spies who reconnoitred Jericho. So, reconnoitred, that's a good uh, Marine Corps word. I like yeah, that word. <laughs> God you
2: might did, have to define that for us. <laughs> yeah, remember the
0: spies, they crossed over, and they were trying to check out Jericho, and Rahab hid them, and... God didn't ask her to be perfect. He used her as she was, and he blessed her for her courage. And generations later, Boaz was born. So Boaz came from Ruth, and eventually Jesse and King David came from Boaz. It's Uh, just beautiful. It's an amazing story. So not only do Ruth and Boaz exemplify that marriage and family are the building blocks of God's kingdom on earth, but they also show how our courageous and righteous actions can have incredibly far-reaching consequences.
2: Incredibly.
0: And so thank you for that amazing story, Christy.
2: Yeah. Well, thanks Um, for the opportunity. I love reading it. I'm going to keep reading it even more.
0: Well, you're going to lead us in all of our lady heroes, and I'm excited to see what you have next. Folks, this brings us to our quote of the day, and you might think this is unlikely, but our quote of the day comes from Bob Dylan.
2: Woo. I like it.
0: (laughs) Of heroes, he said, I think of a hero as someone who understands the degree of responsibility that comes with his freedom. How awesome is that? The present attack on heroism is designed to make sure ordinary people are terrified of doing extraordinary things with the freedom they have. Not only in this country, but as men and women freed from sin by the blood of Christ. We cannot accept this. As Christians, Jesus is our hero. We have but to emulate his example. In everything, Jesus turned to God, his Father, for strength. We can do this. He resisted evil at every turn, spoke truth to power, and sacrificed himself for the kingdom of God. And we can do this. He freed us from bondage, he confronted hardship in love, and to this day, He defends those who call on him. So we might not be able to do this, but one day at a time, we can all strive to be like him. We can walk in his power by prayer and the Holy Spirit. We can seek his righteousness. We can reach for his hand in every opportunity and in every situation. And we can find him as we strive to rise above the difficult circumstances of this world. Other than Jesus... Heroes are not perfect. They never have been. They're simply men and women who, in moments of decision, difficulty, and fear, choose the path less traveled, less popular, less selfish, and less certain because they're more concerned with others than they are with themselves. They're simply men and women who reach a moment where they must decide to step forward to do what is right or shrink in fear. So they make a choice, and they act courageously because, in the end, it always comes down to action. One other point. Faith makes the uncertain certain we who have faith in god will not be disappointed it is those who do not know him who must wrestle with uncertainty are you at a critical point in your life are you at a decisive moment where you must step forward in faith if you are you have but to call on jesus ask him to take your hand ask him to show you the way let him lead you you need not be uncertain and that is courageous christianity So we hope you will keep listening to the series, Heroes of Faith. You don't want to miss our next hero. I'm going to lead us in that story about my favorite character. uh, Well, one of my favorite characters in the New Testament. I got a little excited there. (laughs) And should you want to reach us, we can be contacted at CourageousChristianity at gmail.com or 281-656-1833. Thanks for joining Christy and me today. We are honored to walk with you in Christ. God bless and simplify.